Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast. Happy Friday. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. And happy last toast of the year. Yes, wow, very sad. you guys. We made it through 2020. This is the last toast of 2020, and it's it's definitely bittersweet. It is, but um, I'm looking forward to having some time off. You know, getting to sleep in and spend time with the love of my life, Theo. Dr. Theodore Fichemin. The doctor is in. Well, he's doctor, out today. can you see me now? <laughs> he's out today. He's out, which yeah. Which really, really hurts. And it's different considering it's last show of the year and he didn't want to grace us with his presence. Well, I know that maybe for those who don't live in New York, you saw the Instagram stories of like the snow in New York and everyone's playing a different version of, you know, it's beginning to look a lot, you know, all that shit. But what you don't see is the day after where the duty snow fills the street after all the trucks drive through it. It's like the color duty brown. You can't get anywhere. There's nowhere. There's no curb that's like free. It is so, I fucking hate when it snows in New York. I like it in the moment and then realistically logistically when you have to leave your house and there's duty snow everywhere it's so un what's the word I'm looking for here it's like not livable and it's certainly not livable when you have a dog I understand I mean slash of the year but I understand I understand plus the salt on the ground like you don't want to get it between their toes exactly and we're, we're experiencing that right now so unfortunately Theo couldn't be here today but that doesn't mean it's not going to be the most amazing show stopping no, I mean, incredible one, show you've ever seen in your entire motherfucking life this one goes out to Theo I know somewhere he's watching this one's for you this one's for you Theo thank you for making the show like even better than it's already been all year you know whether he was sleeping in the background on a zoom episode yeah. or he was sleeping right here with his head off or he was being crushed when we tried to get up theo you made this toast 2020 what it was and we appreciate you and we love you no if i had to um really attribute like the majority of the success i mean this, this has been a crazy year you know filled with high highs and so many lows that like i literally could Lost just count. never leave my house again <laughs> um but those highs were really made that much higher by the presence of this angel here on earth and that's Theo and even some of the low points where it was like you know literally never wanted to leave my bed Theo was there so I really never wanted to leave my right. bed right he makes the lows higher yeah so anyways Theo we love you we see you and to everyone else watching thank you so much for going on this journey with us this year we know it's it just, has not been easy yeah but it's been another year of fabulous toast episodes especially in Q4 like Q4 toast is 2020 has been some of the best, freshest toast I've ever tasted. I couldn't agree. We've been in two different studios this year. Mm -hmm. uh, well, three if you count like our Zoom situation. So three True. different studios. Um, and I'm so glad. I feel like we're landing right on our feet. And really where this was a growth year for the toast. You know, a lot of growing pains. Yes. We had to deal with a lot of um, a lot of drama, you know. Maybe we should just rattle through all the drama this year. Should we? Because I, mean, I don't want to like... 
I don't want to start with that. No, me neither. Because I really sometimes like I forget, and then you like I'll remember some. No, of the things how that, how can you forget? People are constantly because, reminding us. Just because I'm pushing it into like the back of my brain, and then yeah. I'll remember, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there was so many, and you know, I feel like I feel two ways about like being the canceled queens that we are. And I don't know what just you know I had a pep in my step this morning where I just like wanted to talk about it all. You know, um, I had two two feelings. One is like you know I did that shit and I deserve like I think probably the lowest point point for me this year was my one tree hill scandal um and i feel like i still like every time i think about it just want to like jump out a window like i feel awful about it and like i can't apologize enough but then i think about you know um us having dinner right and then it's like outdoor oh, dinner gate 2020 outdoor dinner gate 2020 where we were being we we were accused of being coronavirus deniers um and we were so obscenely canceled within our community and that was just like such a crazy unnecessary thing that everyone did but we survived we survived and just want to remind you guys we didn't get covid then we didn't give it and we still haven't gotten it what's so, so i just crazy, feel like that's pertinent to the situation what's so crazy and i've been thinking about this a lot is that um i haven't had coronavirus i, I know me neither and now that the vaccine is here, like, I can't get it now. Like, in the next three months, like, I cannot get it. Like, no. I made it this far. I know. I refuse. I know. Well, we just can keep doing what we're doing and yeah. taking the exact precautions that we're taking because I think that we're doing something right. I think we are, too, because we haven't gotten it. And being in the epicenter for nine months and having gotten right. it and going to work every day and having gotten it. Right. It's just so crazy that people accuse us of it. Like, now that we can look at this year at a yeah. glance. Yeah, at a glance. Um, how much, like, we were given so much shit online, like, really accused of being coronavirus deniers, coronavirus Super spreaders, spreaders. When we didn't ever have it, and we've been so careful, and we literally have lived in New York. We never yeah. left New York. Yeah. Crazy. This has just been such a wild year. And you know what? I don't even fault people for, like, getting mad at us for crazy things, because you're probably going through a lot, too. Right. I can't be mad at you. You know what? How about a clean slate? I forgive you <laughs> if you forgive me, okay? I love, clean slate. I love that. And that is has been sort of just, like, in the background of the whole year. Like, you think about the people who are going so hard against us, and it's like, wow, you have so Not much Not even time. us. Just, like, other people. I've seen yeah, the no, way, like, just society. Just, like, keyboard, keyboard warriors going harder than ever before. And it's like, on the one hand, calm down. On the other hand, you clearly have so much time like obviously it hasn't been a great year for the you coronavirus either. has affected you too mentally emotionally clearly right so I think we should just all forgive each other clean slate I'm so willing to clean slate because I have my own fair share of things that like I need should be sorry for and I am and I'm not a perfect person and I've never claimed to be and I always and this is probably the thing that annoys me most I'm really just going in the thing that annoys me most about like when people like talk shit about us there's like all these things being said about us the thing that probably the only thing that really bothers me is when people say we don't apologize which is so not true like I feel like anytime I really feel like I'm wrong I will always apologize but then it's like I'm not just gonna apologize because you're mad because I had dinner with my family like I don't feel like I owe you an apology right. if you don't think you did something wrong and you're not sorry you shouldn't apologize I, and I and I completely agree right. with that so that's always what gets me but I'm never above apologizing when I when I know I've done wrong like one tree hillgate was like probably the worst thing I've ever done like I literally my body convulses if I see I'm, sometimes I end up on one tree hill tiktok like like of people who are obsessed with the show and it's so triggering to me to like remember like the like the horrible thing that I posted on Instagram when I thought I was like just being funny and like it was not funny like that literally the shame is it when I scroll TikTok and I see I someone from One Tree Hill, you know the feeling. I know the feeling. When I see someone from One Tree Hill's face, like this chill comes over my body and it's debilitating. Like, and so that's what I'm saying. Like, I know that I've done wrong, but I feel as though I've also been wronged. So, like, maybe just clean slate for everyone into 2021. Like, I've, past discretions. For we're forgiven. We're wiped and clean. we forgive. We forgive. We forgive for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, I think that's like a great place to go into 2021 and just yeah. a great place to start the show. How was your day yesterday? It was so 
there was so much snow on the ground yesterday, but I also feel like yesterday was the day that I spent the most time like out walking in the street. Weirdly oh, enough, funny. I had so many errands to do. Yeah, for that a- I was just like in the snowbanks all day. But because I had my moon boots on, I was like happy about it. I was in the snowbanks as well with my snow boots, and so it wasn't terrible, but it was really inconvenient. And I just guess like I haven't been out and about in a while. So many of my local businesses just completely shut down. Like while I was hunkering down in my apartment for the last two weeks, just trying to be really careful. Um, to not be exposed and I'm so sad like yeah. it's just walking around was so upsetting like, of course the Zara is still there but an amazing down comp like down coat 89 bucks wow yeah it was a, it was a good haul I did nice but I, all my I, local businesses were gone I did a little shopping too yesterday it was very overwhelming there was like nobody in the stores but there was so much merchandise I yeah. like, could barely but I figured out how to had to find a few things I'm, for myself. I'm sure you did. No, but it really, I'm like, never worried I about you. I almost walked out like, this wow. is too much. But I actually really needed some stuff. So, last show of the year. I don't want to start because then it's over. Because then it's, I, I totally agree. And, like, what you were know some what? of your favorite moments? We don't from- need to rush into the stories today. No, because like, they're so long. Yeah. I mean, we only have the Southern Charm recap, so. Yeah. So, let's talk no about rush. this year at a glance. That's my favorite phrase. And then that's also why I realized why the planner company is called At, at a, a Glance. glance. So at a glance, R.I.P. Rip to my planner this year. Oh, same. I already, I've already filed it away with my other planners. Oh, I gotta get a 2021 one. Yeah, me too. But like, I keep all my old planners like in a drawer, and I put the 2021 in there in like October. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So at a glance, what would you think of were some of the highs of this year? Wow. I mean, we can't underscore all of the highs that we participated in before COVID hit. The Beacon Theater. The Beacon Theater, Lauren and Cameron from Love is Blind on the toes. (gasps) Yes, that was a real high. You know? Yeah. Um, We went to L.A. We, We... we found a little way to go to LA in there. Right before February. That was the end of February. Yeah. I even like, I went to Cabo in January. So like I was having a nice time. You know, I went to Mexico in January. I performed at the Beacon Theater. I released my comedy special. I announced my book. All in all, this was not a bad year to be girl with no job. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Then even in COVID, we had some highs. We had Dr. Burks on the show. That was a huge honor. We had Francesca Faraggio when... Faraggio? I call her Farago. Yeah, I don't know. I (laughs) I Maj Tijan bit. Okay, that's fine. Um, when Too Hot to Handle was like popping off and we got all the tea. I mean, that was not this year. Like, you just cannot convince me that it was this no, year. No, I know. And then we had Zoom toast, everyone. Those were dark days. Remember all my different cups? No. Every day I had a new cup. Like, that was like how I would treat myself every morning. Like, I'm going to use one of my fancy cups. I know, like, you really, really hated the Zoom toast. Like, I didn't hate you that much. You hated it more than me. No. You I, hated it more than there's me. There's no way because I don't really hate... Even though the episodes were like treacherous to do, I never hated not having to get up and get dressed and put on makeup and leave the house. Yeah, but I still would do makeup. Like it, it was less and less right, over I wouldn't. time. Um, no, my only thing about Zoom Toast is like, even if we're like as best as can be, like you just can't replace this, you know? Of this. course. The magic. How you say that? Je ne sais quoi. It's the je ne sais quoi of in studio. Hunter was that. Hunter was that. But then we Zoom toast and then we moved into our new studio. So while we were Zoom toasting, we were dealing with all the drama from our old and studio. And you know what? Let's talk about it. Today's episode is going to be titled, Let's, Let's talk, talk About, about it. it. People wanted to know why we like settled. We, we moved into that studio in January and we were here by June. So what happened between January and June, you ask? You girls were evicted from our space for violating New York City rental laws. <laughs> because it was we're a residential. using a residential property for commercial purposes. Yeah, even though we were. Fair. We, yeah, it was fair, but we were very clear when we showed up to tour the place. Know, we said, hi, like, we're going to be using this residential property for commercial use. And they said, okay. And the board approved us and nobody cared. No, but I think that like the 
the landlord didn't care, but then like the building like saw the show and they were like, yeah, no, yeah. no. <laughs> they saw the disgrace queens. They heard that we had dinner outside with our family during <laughs> coronavirus and they kicked us out. Yeah, so we had to move and we were just also done with the drama. Like we didn't want to be in a place where we were like causing trouble. And like, we weren't we're wanted. We're always causing trouble. We, we're not looking for trouble. No, and by the way, another huge misconception about us, I think that people think we like live for these like scandals because we have so many and that like it feeds our business. Like you don't understand. I loathe them. They just come to me. Yeah, they are just always showing up at our door. So yes, we were evicted. And so during that time, we found this new studio, which we love. And everyone here has been like so warm and kind to us. And I just, it's, a, it's an office building. Like it's, this is a place of business. It's a place of business. So they respect our business. So here we do our business. And the trackers for Tasha come out. And like there's just so much going on. I feel like so it, lively. Adds, it adds to the show. 100%. And so we've been here since June, July. And I think it's it's been going really well. And I feel like finally the studio is like, this is Done. the studio. This is what it looks like. The couches are getting lower and lower. Yes. By and the way, the more I watch our show, the more we look like Elf. Yeah. Like Will Ferrell being huge in like a tiny land made for um, short people. 100%. And also at this point, like we really can't have guests on the show because it shows like how our show sure is are. so miniature. And so I think eventually once these couches like sink all the way to the ground and we're sitting we'll on the floor, ones. we'll get new ones. But I just love the vibe of how it looks like it's so plainy. And I just feel like the aesthetic is very calming. I agree. And it's very on brand for us. It's it's our old studio, but really revamped with like a interior design. Er, yeah, like you know? homey, cozy vibes. Yeah. Um, so that was the that was the tea eviction. Mm-hmm. Anything else happened this year we, that we need we, to address? We had a month where we were doing weekly episodes, which was just so amazing. Yeah, and we were still like, not planning on moving to no. weekly, but just want to let you guys know we loved it. But keep canceling us. Maybe we'll get there. <laughs> um, uh, also, when we were doing uh, weekly episodes, we were talking about how like. This is the traditional podcasting schedule. Everyone does one episode a week. And it's like, what do they do for the rest of the week? I know. But you know what? That week episode really sneaks up on you. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, we're going to have so much free time. Next thing you know, it's like Tuesday at midnight. And we're like, oh, we got to get Gotta watch seven hours of television. Um, so it's really been a great year, of course. We, we joke and we, we laugh. But it's been a wonderful year. And we really want to thank all the people who are still here. All five of you. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, thank you guys so much. We absolutely love, we always say this, we love doing the show and we love that you love it. And I hope that we can just keep loving each other forever. Yeah, and what's funny is like this really, this year has just been like kind of the the restructuring of the shows. Like our business is different in many ways. Like we no longer go live. Um, oh, yeah. We're pre-recorded, which I think for the time that we're living in and people just really being so hypersensitive to content they see online. And um, I just think that's for the best. Yeah. We really still don't really edit our episodes, but I think it's nice to just have that, you know, option. option. Um, we no longer have our Facebook groups, which honestly has been such a... weight off my shoulders like I think that it was a matter of time whether we ended it or like Facebook ended it like something really horrible was going to come out of you know that group of just like highly you know emotional charged charged up people young men and women and I think that it's much better now and I think that although things have changed so much this year the toast is bigger and better than ever honestly bigger and better than ever and you know who has had a great year not a person a thing um I don't think you're seeing where I'm going. Okay, go. The Patreon. The yes, Patreon of course. The Patreon content has just been on point this year. We tried to make as many vlogs as possible, and there's just so much like good stuff in there because really content was king this year. Yeah, and I think that Patreon more than ever, when it felt for so many people that there were like very few safe spaces on the internet, the Patreon 
Facebook group and the Patreon like website has been that for the Toast community. It's a very safe, warm, welcoming place. Yeah. So head over to patreon.com slash the morning toast because it's the best place to be. And it's a great way to support your favorite gals. Patreon.com slash morning toast. Okay. I feel like now. I've reviewed the year and I'm ready to put this year in a box, in a drawer, and not open it again. In a box beneath my bed is all the scandals that I never read a few summers back. Literally. Literally. Um, We're no, putting like, this year to bed. After this, 2020, see ya. No, honestly, like, starting January 1st, do not talk to me about anything that happened in 2020. I, I don't know agree. her. I will not address it. Like, yes, okay, you have a question for me about all the crazy things that happened to me in 2020? Ask me now because you only have two more weeks. Yeah, and, like, this is the last episode, so... And then we're on vacation. Yeah. I'm so excited for vacation. Me too. Okay. Now I think without further ado, it is time for the last time in 2020 for the past five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> and I think it's very appropriate that today's episode. <gasps> no. Are you okay? I'm not feeling well. I think I need mouth to mouth. Oh, no. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, the RDH got to me. I just got a little lightheaded. But that's RDH. It hits you, and then you're totally fine. Today's episode is brought to you by Bruch, the most amazing electric toothbrush on the market. I know I've been telling this story, but I just think it's so crazy how I went to the dentist, and she doesn't even know that I'm sponsored by Bruch. And she literally said to me, hey, Claude, what toothbrush are you using? You're an amazing brusher. Is it electric? And I said, ma'am, it's a Bruch. And... I was good at the, I got an, I didn't get in trouble at the dentist. You got which is an like, A. Which is always my fear, like that I'm gonna get in trouble. So Bruce is the electric toothbrush that you need in your life. It cleans your teeth at 31,000 movements a minute, whereas manual toothbrushes can tap out at just 300 movements. Many electric toothbrushes are barely a step up for manual, and there are some that do a good job, but they cost over $200. Bruce delivers premier sonic wave technology without the markups that big electric toothbrushes tack on. The Bruce kit, that's what Jackie and I have. It's I, We got the colors that's like a, Pliny pink. I don't know if that's the official Bruce color, but it's Pliny pink. And it comes with a magnetic charging station and it's really sleek. It looks great on your counter. The kit includes the toothbrush, three brush heads, a magnetic charging station, and a sleek travel case. And the brush, it's brush itself has six cleaning modes for your teeth. The daily, white, gentle, gum, max, and tongue. The battery life lasts about four weeks, so I always leave mine on the charger. But if you're traveling, you don't need to bring the charger with you because the battery life will last you unless you're charging traveling for more than four weeks. If you want to get 15% off your Bruce plus free express shipping December 16th through December 20th. You have to use the promo code toast at bruce.com. It's a guaranteed arrival before Christmas. You can try it 90 days risk-free and get a two-year warranty, but it's only when you go to B-R-U-U-S-H.com promo code toast. Love it. Okay. I just remembered another scandal. Sorry to keep bringing them up, but like, remember when people were like so mad at us for making chili and using Goya beans? Like, that was insane. <laughs> they thought it was like some major political statement from us when it was, unfortunately, like, there was only, we were upstate New York in literally the most remote town ever. And there was like one grocery store 45 fucking minutes away, Walmart, and they had Goya. And I'm sorry, we, it just, it wasn't what you thought it was. It was just beans. It was just good beans. And by the way, the chili was fabulous. Yeah, the chili was fabulous. Let me know if you want Ben's recipe, not Jackie's. Sorry. Oh my God. Speaking of recipes, I was really feeling what we had said on the show and I went searching for some cooking content on my television and last night I watched three air episodes of Barefoot Contessa. Hulu? Hulu. No, not Hulu. Food Network app. app. 
And the episodes were from 2008, but like they're timeless, evergreen. They were so good. Like Jeffrey had the best Coco Vaughn for their anniversary. Coco Vaughn. And like I, I have, I know who Ina Garden is obviously like, and I know from Heather's videos, like what she's about. Right. But like, I really never watched a whole episode and she is so cute. Like no, everything of the sort. No, everything of the sort. And I'm learning so many tips and tricks. Two things. One, I also heard from our audience that if you're looking for that premium, like homemade Food Network original type of shows, they play it on Saturday and Sunday mornings. Yeah, that doesn't work for me. Like I don't choose when I'm ready to watch right. this stuff. It chooses you. Yeah, and it's 2020. Like I'm not like setting my alarm to watch a show and then second of all um I don't know if you made it a fast five story um you probably didn't but speaking of Heather did you see that her show got picked up by Peacock no I saw though I read the description and first of all it sounds so funny like an actress uh, I think the premise is like a her it's her her. story she was like trying to become an actress in LA and then her father passed away of um cancer and she like flew home and, and moved back home to live with her mom and now it's like the crazy you know and it sounds first of all so good and for I feel like for as long as we've known Heather like that's always what she's wanted to do like a uh sitcom about her life and I'm really happy for her so I'm gonna watch it I'm gonna watch it it sounds so good and it's the called title good grief excellent excellent we're very happy for her very happy so anyways barefoot contessa like I'm on a roll now and it's funny that whenever someone brings up barefoot contessa oh, I, people think of Heather, think of Heather. yeah, yeah. Okay, now I'm ready for the first story because Erica Jane's husband, Tom Girardi, testified that he's broke. There's so much drama. He's in the hospital. Like Tom Girardi testified in an unspecified case this fall that he doesn't have nearly as much money as creditors think he possesses, the LA Times reported on Thursday. The outlet quoted him as saying that, quote, at one point I had about 80 million or 50 million in cash. That's all gone. I don't have any money. Well, I feel like um, when you're in these sort of depositions, it's your job to make it look like you have the least amount of money as possible so that the creditors can take the least amount as possible. So I don't know if this necessarily means that they're broke, but I think what we've learned in the past month since Election Day when she announced that they were getting divorced is that things are not looking good for them financially. No, things are, they're definitely like, this is a big deal that they're in. They can't just like brush it off. I think that even if the divorce is a defense mechanism for this case, like there's a lot going on. Right. And that's sad because I'm not ready for a poor Erica Jane. I'm just not. No. And also, so um, Tom's lawyers claim that he suffered a serious illness in recent months that required hospitalization. They allege that this hospitalization was the mistake that caused some families to not be paid in full as part of a settlement. So that's also part of their defense. It's like he was in the hospital, so that's why people didn't get paid because he was sick. Got it. Okay. Not an excuse, but sure. Yeah, but I mean, it's court, so. It's court. This is very sad. I'm just like, I was real. I knew that like... Erica's life is perfect, but of course no one's life is perfect. And of course, like there's things, people said things about his business and their marriage, but I just like to, you know, live in my own bubble where it wasn't true and her life was just completely perfect. Um, and now it's like undeniably, you know, imperfect. Right. And I think that this story is so big and it keeps getting bigger that there's absolutely no way that they're not talking about it oh, on no. Beverly Hills, which they're filming right now. There's absolutely no way. Right. So but there was a lot of talk about her being like demoted to friend of housewife um, a while ago, but I feel like if that even were the case, it is she's certainly not up. now. Yeah. She's back up. She's circled back. Yeah. yeah. Circled back by EOD. So we'll keep you posted on the trial, but yeah. there's a lot of news there. And I'm just really curious. I'm not really that interested in like the legalities of it all. I'm just now curious of like, how does this affect my viewing of The Real Housewives? Is Erica poor? What happens to the plane? You know? Yeah. That's yeah. what I want to know. Yep. Okay. Next story. Pete Davidson is removing all of his tattoos. Huh. 
Nothing, nothing. Nothing. Nothing lasts forever. Not even Pete Davidson's tattoos. The 27-year-old SNL star is in the process of removing all of his ink. He reportedly revealed at a Q&A last week for his 2020 film, The King of Staten Island. Uh, He's still doing press for that movie. That was like the first quarantine movie, and it's still like number one on iTunes because literally nothing else came out. Yeah, I don't. I didn't watch that one. I saw Big Time Adolescent. So it's the same I, movie. I feel like I saw it. Same exact movie. Um, a film, except one of them had Machine Gun Kelly. Which one? Big Time Adolescent. So it was obviously better because we stand MGK in this house. Yeah, a film critic broke the news when he tweeted a screenshot from the event saying just attended a virtual Q&A with the Judd Apatow and the cast of King of Staten Island. And here's a scoop. Pete Davidson is in the process of getting all of his tattoos removed. I wonder why. They're so like his aesthetic. I know. He even showed his hand, which he's already done. He said it takes three to four hours in the makeup chair Ooh. to cover them. Oh, so oh that's why. he figured why. it would be easier to, quote, get them burned but off. what roles is he doing that doesn't let him have... I don't know. On SNL, it's like the the hair and makeup is not, because it's three-minute sketches, it's not that involved that they would need to cover his tattoos if he was like, you know, being a businessman and like had to wear a suit. They wouldn't do that. It's not that involved. And in in his movie roles, he plays himself almost always or a character loosely based off of his life. Yeah. No, I don't don't know. Maybe it's just a personal decision. Maybe he's now going to start going into more um, like serious roles. Maybe. But I do feel like... I mean, if you love your ta- if you want your tattoos, there are ways to obscure them for these roles. But he has so many. Yeah. But do you like when you do that laser treatment? Which sometimes on TikTok I see videos, and oh my god, it looks so painful. Um, does it leave a scar? I don't know. I I don't know. Chloe, I don't know. And Chloe Kardashian. Does, that was the first time I ever saw. If it some, does scar, like I don't know how long. Maybe the scar goes away. Maybe yeah. It, it, it like puffs up in like keloids, but maybe it goes away. Yeah. Crazy. I wonder why. Crazy. Yeah. Okay, this next story is very sad. Some more legal drama. Vanessa Bryant is claiming that her mom is trying to extort the family with a lawsuit. I heard about this. Crazy. Vanessa Bryant claims her mother is trying to extort her family with a lawsuit that she filed against the widow earlier this week, according to a report. Sophia Lane claims in her new suit that Kobe Bryant promised to take care of her indefinitely. But after his death in January, Vanessa has failed to make good on the commitment and has even ordered her to move out of the home that the basketball player let her live in, TMZ reported. Lane claimed in the suit that she was the couple's nanny for 18 years working long hours without broke without breaks or meals including on holidays and weekends all without pay the outlet reported vanessa has called her mom's lawsuit frivolous disgraceful and unimaginably hurtful so this is vanessa's mom vanessa's mom is suing her for not getting paid from kobe's death i mean i feel yeah no and what does that mean for those who don't speak hebrew it's not it's not respectful this is not respectful i agree and it's as we say in yiddish this is a shanda like and this is a private family matter yeah vanessa feels the same way frivolous disgraceful and unimaginably hurtful i can't even imagine how hurtful no this is this is something that it's a private family matter that should be handled as such in you know the private family quarters yeah and uh, like to not only make it so public is so hurtful, but then to sue, like, why is it all about money? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's terrible. I mean, justice for Vanessa Bryant. To be going through this after what she went through is so horrible. And to have it come from your mother, I mean. So horrible. That's sad. Very sad. Very, very sad. I just, she's one of the people I'm, like, always thinking of. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just hope she's okay. I feel like she has a lot of support around her. But, but there are just some things that. You don't do. Yeah, no, but I, she has, and I'm sorry, I was talking about Kobe and Gigi, like she has so much support around her, which is helpful, but not ever going to bring them back. Yeah. And also, I can't believe that was this year. Like, that's one of those things, like, you know where you were when you heard about, like, 9-11, you know? Yeah. I remember where I was when I heard about Kobe Bryant. Where were you? Um, 
it was, I was in my bed, obviously, because that's always where I am. And I heard it. And there are always these, like, weird, you know, hoax, yes. fake death stories, like, coming out. Like, I remember... Um, when we were kids, there was... A, remember the Cheyenne from the MTV show? There was like a hoax that she died. Like, they, they always do this. And so at first you don't believe it. But then when it comes from TMZ, it's like, oh, yeah. no. And it takes like a day to fully process it. And I called Ben because he's like the biggest Kobe fan. And I thought I would be breaking the news to him because I'm like, he doesn't know anything. Like, he doesn't follow pop culture. Like, I thought that I would have to like break the news to him. And he knew. And he was like in fucking denial like on the street like left work he needed a minute like he was outside like literally having a panic attack wow crazy where were you i was also in bed we gotta it leave was our- a sunday and it wasn't even quarantine it though it was a sunday we had no excuse yeah okay well um next story is some actually some really happy news the bachelorette zach clark reconnects with the bank teller who made the call that saved his life did you see the episode where he explained to yes. Deja on his one-on-one? He talked about his struggles with addiction and how he, you know, hit his lowest point by writing um, fraudulent checks. And a teller at the bank recognized that, you know, this was not a kosher situation mm-hmm. and called his dad. And so he went back to the bank and met with the angel, he calls wow. her, that saved his life. He said, on August 28th, 2011, I walked in the, into the PNC Bank in Camden, New Jersey, and I met my angel, Rhonda Jackson. Rhonda didn't know me, didn't care what I looked like, and didn't judge me. She just knew that I needed help as I tried to cash a forged check so I could get some quick money and keep getting high. Mm. Rather than call the cops, Rhonda called my dad, whose name was on the check as the account owner. Three days prior, I had stolen a handful of checks. Yeah, and so he posted a picture to his Instagram of him and Rhonda. Oh my God, stop. I fucking love Zaxi. That is really, 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 really cute. Um, And I like that's so interesting that like, I don't know... Oh, also, I finished the flight attendant. I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I That's so interesting that he, like, remembers her, even though, like, she technically, like, turned him into, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But he considers it, like, a blessing. Yes, a that's, major that's blessing. That's a beautiful story. He said that she remembered the day vividly, and we hugged like we had known each other forever. In a world that is filled seemingly with so much apathy, Rhonda Jackson taught me a valuable life lesson. Always treat people with love, always believe, and always do the right thing. Oh, my God, I'm literally going to cry. This you, is I know, really I've, sweet. I have chills. You me never too. know whose life you might be saving. Thank oh. you, Rhonda, for saving my life. There are no coincidences. Oh, my God. I literally have chills. That's so sweet. So I sweet. love this story. And now I love Zaxi even more I know and I wonder if they would have reconnected if not for The Bachelor like obviously if he had posted this Instagram and hadn't been on The Bachelor like no one would care no one would have seen it yeah but I wonder if like she saw him on The Bachelor and maybe him tell his story I just think this is such an amazing story and it it teaches a very valuable lesson like treat people with love and just look out for others look out for your neighbors yeah you know what I feel like in this year I don't mean I don't have neighbors but just like watching a lot of TV and, like, seeing what's going on in the world. I feel like this year has really also been the year of, like, your neighbors. I feel like those people who have neighbors really relied on their neighbors this year for, like, different things, you know? Yeah. Well, I feel like for me, since getting a puppy, I spent a lot of time just, like, on the street. In the building. Yeah. And I've really come to know my neighbors. And there's such, like, a puppy community out there that I didn't even know. Like, now I know some of the other dogs in neighboring buildings and their owners. And, you know, everyone's always asking. Like, even if they see me, they're like, how's Bruno? And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, they would have just passed me by. Like, Bruno's really connecting me to my community. I'm not even, like, fucking around. No, no, that sounds awesome. He really, really is. And now, like, I just 
I have so many familiar faces. Like there's yes, so many. Yes, by the people. way, I came into Jackie's house and she literally had like this bag of like treats and like jackets. And I'm like, what is that? She's like, oh, there's another Cavalier in the building, and he grew out of his uh, harness and, and gave it to Bruno. So he gave it to Bruno. Or like sometimes I'll like take Bruno out in the morning. I'll see someone walking to work, and then when I take him out at night, like I see the person. Coming That's home. crazy. Yeah, there's like this one guy who I'm I, on I, schedule. Who I always see. Maybe he leaves when it's time for the toast. Like he's a toaster. Oh, oh <laughs> sure. I mean that sounds so nice. I literally am the only person who lives in my entire building in my entire block um and i've never seen another human being but my doorman love theo oh my god of course they do because he's so fucking perfect yeah and so they're really like his uncles oh yeah but he doesn't theo doesn't have any neighbors and neither do i and we like live in a sad place that's why with, no, move, with that's, no other people you have to move to my building because the cavalier community is like strong and how many cavaliers are in your building now now there are three cavaliers in my building wow and for when Theo moves in. Um, so wait, so funny. So I have a, an alert on Street Easy for your building. Because like if new apartments come up, I want to um, like be the first one. And this apartment came up and I'm like, mm, I don't know if it's for me. It was your old apartment. You no, know, I know Zach showed it to me <laughs> last night that it made it onto Street Easy. That's so funny. That's funny. Okay, are you ready for our fifth and final story? Oh, and they listed it for less than what you were paying. I mean, Does that bother you? Sign of the times. No. Oh, yeah. I would have been shocked if they didn't. Like yeah. what world are you living in? Sign of the times. Um, are you ready for a fifth and final story? Yes, ma'am. Because Carrie Underwood got the best gift for Christmas from her husband. What? Cows. Wow, that is a good gift. <laughs> Carrie Underwood's husband, Mike Fisher, got her cows for Christmas. Quote, they make me so happy, she said. He, she said, he got me cows, which is what I wanted. They're my favorite animal. I love them. She I doesn't just plan want... on doing anything. She doesn't want them for any purpose, she said. Just to love them. Yeah, you know, I'm going to say something really crazy. Okay. I actually had this thought yesterday when... Um, I was cleaning out my fridge and there was like this ge- like gallon of milk in the back that literally, I don't know why we have milk. Like I don't really drink milk um, sometimes for my cereal. cereal. So I poured it out. It was like completely full and it felt so wasteful. And I just kind of had this moment where I'm like, I don't think I'm going to have milk anymore. Why? Because it's like really sad for the cows. Um, it's like painful. Aren't they? I, I'm not familiar with milk. No, but culture. I've I've been. But aren't cows made to be milked? Yes, but like the way that they overdo it, and like I start them at young ages, and like multiple times a day, it's like, it's really not good. Okay, well, you I think can- if you like own a farm and you're not like pasteurizing your own milk and selling it to grocery stores, and like you want some milk, sure, go milk your cow. But I think like the way it's like streamlined, like and it's so crazy, like it's their whole like they just get milked all the time and it's like really painful and I don't think it's done well and I think I'm gonna stop drinking milk because it's really easy for me to give up because I literally never drink it okay. but I'm just gonna stop buying it okay but like don't put the milk up industry what about, out of business. is half and half don't milk? put the farmers out of business half and half is half half and half of two different kinds of milks is what I just learned but why don't you just have almond milk because it's not dairy sure like it comes from almonds I just think I think this might be my journey to veganism Okay. I'm, so, I'm, not, I'm stopping drinking milk. And that milk. includes chicken. Well, no. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be a chicketarian yeah. yeah. where I don't eat anything except for chicken. I can't. This is the thing. It's no either tacos. It's either the chicken or me because if I don't eat chicken, I'll die. What about tacos? With Both. chicken. Ground chicken. Okay. Okay. Good luck. I'm thinking about it. I just feel like the, the farmers have had a rough year too. Like don't put the milk industry out of No, I'm not. But if the farmers cake. could just be nice to the cows, like that would really mean I'm a lot I'm sure to they me. love the cows so much. I just love like the Carrie cows. Underwood. Yeah. <laughs> Great segue. But I also don't know that much about like milk culture. Yeah, no, and, and the industry. I'm just saying, like, I've been seeing some really convincing like vegan propaganda. Where on TikTok? Like everywhere. Like I just see it everywhere and it's starting to get to me, you know? Okay. 
But I don't know if that's propaganda. Like, is it real? I don't know. Uh, don't quote me on any of this. I just, like, I have to do my research. But they planted a seed in they me. They planted a seed. I, sometimes it's important. A seed yeah. can blossom. Can grow. Um, thank you so much for those fast five stories, Jackie. They were... Fucking random. <laughs> yeah, they were interesting. Um, and now we're going to do our southern recap. Southern Our re- Southern Recap. Our Southern Charm Recap brought to you by Liquid IV. Cooler weather makes it easy to miss signs of dehydration like overheating and perspiration, which means it's even more important to keep your body properly hydrated. And with one stick of Liquid IV and 16 ounces of water, you get two to three times the amount of hydration as plain water. Flu season often lines up with our holiday plans, but Liquid IV can help support your immune system with increased hydration and essential vitamins. Given the pandemic and given the fact that it's the winter and sometimes it's harder to realize that you might be dehydrated it's never been a better time to try liquid iv first of all i i cannot drink water like it's just like i have this this like it's stichotomaniosis it's a really serious disease um and so i really just can't drink water plain so i'm always like trying different things to put in my water and liquid iv tastes so good and then it literally makes like the one bottle that you're drinking basically like three in terms of hydration Mm -hmm. so it's really encouraged if you have a hard time drinking um water or if you just really want to be hydrated liquid iv's best-selling hydration multiplier which is what i use now has three flavors guava watermelon and apple pie one serving of liquid iv provides the same hydration as drinking two to three bottles of water alone it contains five essential vitamins more vitamin c than an orange and as much potassium as banana they're way healthier than sugary sports drinks and they contain no artificial flavors preservatives and they have less sugar than an apple they're totally made with clean ingredients they are non-gmo vegan free of gluten dairy and soy Thank God they're vegan. I can still have them. (laughs) Um, They're so effective because of their cellular transport technology. And they're on a mission to change the world. Their company has donated over 6.7 million servings globally. And in response to COVID-19, their products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, active U.S. military, and over 3 million servings in total have been donated so far. So you can know that your purchase is going a long way because we are taking care of the people in our country who need it the most. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Walmart in the beverage section. Or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the promo code TOAST at checkout. Again, that's 25 percent off anything you order when you use the promo code toast at liquidiv.com get better hydration today at liquidiv.com promo code toast love it okay oh Southern and before Charm. we wrap up um this is probably the last time in 2020 i can promote my book and i feel like we should make it a good one okay you know what why don't you say something nice about the book jackie i feel like you're hurting her feelings you've never said anything nice about her really read the back <laughs> read the back should no, i'm kidding you say so many should nice I read things. my my sure, sure, sure. This is what this is how I felt about Claudia's book. Much like the author herself, this book is hysterical and smart, but might also make you cry. Since the day she was born, I have been Claudia's number one fan, and twenty six years later, that has not changed. Really aging the, me. The admiration and pride I have for her has only intensified, and upon reading her story, you will feel similarly. Wow, that, that was really beautifully done. Like, and you really came up with that really quickly when I asked you for it. Like, it's like, so you've been waiting your whole life to say it, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it just like, it fell out of me. I, I just, I. It fell out of you. I write how I feel. You're, and you're such a beautiful writer because that's really profoundly written. So thank you for Is doing it? that, by like, the way. Yeah. I just, thanks. I mean, I, I like. I mean, you're really the writer girl. Very true. Girl With No Job is my book. It's called Girl With No Job, The Crazy Beautiful Life of an Instagram Thirst Monster. And I did a little chapter recap on my Instagram last week. I've started to do like weekly reveals. Um, This week I am going to reveal the back, the rest of the blurbs. But if you missed the chapter recap, allow me to recap for you. Chapter one, my first period. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) That's a joke from friends. Um, Chapter one is, you know, I really should memorize this. Let's see if I can do it all. Chapter one is... Introduction. Well, there's the introduction and then chapter one. Wow, I'm really like calling myself out. 
Chapter one. Wouldn't it be starting from the beginning? Yeah, I want to say it's my childhood. A star is born. Yeah. Chapter two is uh, college. You know what? Just <laughs> no, it's second. like nobody asked. No, I know. But it's like, is it crazy not to know like your... Um, I don't think so. But like you're putting yourself on the spot. No, I know. And I'm like really exposing myself. So like, let me just get my... Um, well, yeah, now you have to find it. But I just want... Now everyone's going to be like, she didn't write her own book. She doesn't know the chapter. That's next. That's also a conspiracy about me. But that's okay. Like people have said way worse things about me. But I did write my own book, if you care. And it's really good. She did. You can literally hear your voice in it. Yeah, 100%. Like no one else could have written it. I'm just like having a hard time finding this doc. <laughs> I'm like really out here exposing myself, but I'm gonna find it. Just give me a second. Oh, will you just forward it to me, please? Thank you. I um just give me a minute, everyone. Just talk okay. amongst yourselves. Take your time. Um, yeah, so what's new with you? There's always gonna be another mountain. I'm always gonna wanna make it move. Mm. Always gonna be an mm. uphill battle. Mm. Sometimes you're gonna have to lose. Keep going. Ain't about how fast I get there. Ain't about what's waiting on the other side. Oh, oh. It's the climb. Perfect timing. I think that sounded really good. That was actually pretty on, on key. Thank you. All right, here are the chapters for those wondering what the book may be about. First is the introduction. I'd actually, I didn't give the... um. The chapter titles, maybe this will be like a nice reveal. Chapter title one is Born Thirsty. That's all about my childhood. That's funny. Things, you know, you might I mean, you might think like, what was Claudia like when she was growing up? But Jackie can attest that like, I actually have a pretty embarrassing like childhood because um, I was <laughs> such a little nut job. And there's a lot in there that you definitely don't know about me. A lot of my friends, when I sent it to them, they're like, I had no idea what was going on at home. Like, That's so funny. Born Thirsty. She really needed some milk. Stop. <laughs> Chapter two, a career is born. This is when I started my career um, at my time at NYU. Just a lot about, you know, being a college gal and then it growing and like having to be like an influencer at NYU, which was really so challenging and really embarrassing at points. Third was girl with no full-time job, which is when I graduated college and unlike my peers, decided to not get a job and work on influencing full-time, which is not what it was today. And it was really embarrassing. It sounds like this is a book of embarrassment. Girl with no embarrassments. Chapter four, in search of a nice Jewish boy with no job. This is all about how I met Ben, my very short-lived dating life before Ben, my, you know, life being married to Ben, and then, you know, the formative experiences that happened to me uh, as a child as it pertains to men that really shaped the woman I am today. Um... Number six, chapter six. Oh, no, chapter five is chubby, stubby, and fabulous, which is all about my journey with body image. I don't know if you guys know this. Jackie and I did attend a fat camp growing up, and I do, uh, you'll read about it in the book, blame it for all my problems. Um, and that's just a chapter on body image and uh, what it's like to be fat and famous. Well, that should have been the top chapter of the title. It's so much better, fat and famous. Um, chapter six is, will all the real stands please stand up? This is my journey into being obsessed with pop culture and like how, how I got here. Like why am I so obsessed with like the logistics of being a celebrity? Chapter seven is when the fan becomes famous. So this is like Jackie and I have really, it was so hard not to talk for you in the book. Like I'm talking for you right now. Chapter seven is like, it's just because I'm here. The dynamic of like being so obsessed with pop culture that like you actually become like well 
well famous known. Famous for being a fan. Famous for being a fan. And then you get your own fans and like, what's that dynamic like? And like, is it kind of toxic? Chapter eight is you're either going to love me or hate me in the words of Danielle Stab. And this is all about cancel culture. This is probably the chapter you're going to like open up the book and skip to. It's page 173 <laughs> if you're looking for it. And it has all the questions you want to answer. Like I know everyone wants to know like what happened on the day that you were canceled. This is a, I give you a play by play of the actual day. Do you talk to your mom? It's all in there. So buy the book if you care. Page 173. <laughs> Chapter nine, from canceled to comedy. This is picking up the shambles of my life and trying to re, uh, you know, start my career and then just deciding to, deciding to do comedy and how I started that and then ended up at the Beacon Theater. And then chapter 10 is oppositional and defiant, the conclusion, which will make you cry. Yeah. Just that's my story. The, the thesis, where she's landed on all of these things. What I've learned. Yeah. So that's the book. Again, girlwithnojob.com slash book is the link. Check it out. All the places that you can purchase the ebook, the audiobook, and the print version are all there. You can support local bookstores by using the bookshop link or you can buy from Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Check it out. I would appreciate the support. Thanks. Um, I feel like that was the best it ever went in terms of shelling. I'm just telling people what they want to know. Like, yeah, I know what you're looking in the book and and I put it in there because I want to sell books. Yeah. I put it there. Check it out. Great. Um, okay. Southern charm. Yeah. Kind of boring. Oh, you know what? I felt, I thought it was boring. Sure. But like when it was over, I was kind of like sad. I was like, oh, I actually could have watched more of that. Okay. Um, again, I just continually like, can like refuse to just get past like the weirdness that is Patricia Altschul oh my God. hosting a bunch of 35 year old men in her backyard and it's like she couldn't have her boys dinner because of COVID and it's like the minute she's allowed to have people over That's she's the first like thing she boys does. dinner and it's so weird and then she's also like stay away from me but it's like you invited all these people over to your house if you don't want them near you don't yeah. invite them over like it is such a weird dynamic and then I was really like trying to be you know give her the benefit of the doubt and be like okay maybe they just need a place to film and they need yeah. this sort of party but then like why not invite the girls? Yeah. It's so weird. Her presence on the show is just becoming weirder and weirder. And I thought that like Austin had the greatest read. Yes. Of all time when he was like, wow, has Patricia never been in love? Has it always just always been about money? And I was just like, and that was a fair assessment is so shady because she's so old school. Yeah. Um, No, because she's always advocating for Madison not to follow her heart, but to like follow right. The, the money. Yeah. Um, and I think I agree. Like Patricia's presence on the show is getting weirder and weirder, weirder. And it felt really weird when Leva called her because how does Leva even know her? Yeah, and it's only because of the show. And it's like you got to come kiss the ring. Yeah, it just felt so weird. And I never really understood or like appreciated Patricia's presence on the show. And don't get me wrong, I do think Patricia's life is very interesting. And I don't dislike seeing her with Michael and her butler and the inside of her house. It's all very interesting. It's a Patricia show, but to have her as like the puppet master for all of these young people and have her so involved in their lives and so mean, I, it never ceases to like make me be like, what is she doing here? Yeah. And especially when over the years, like her involvement has resulted in like people's like lives being really, like Catherine, like really being affected. Yeah. And now let's talk about the Catherine of it all. Her and Danny, just like their friendship, just not being it. Um, And part of me, I feel torn because I've always felt like their relationship was really weird. Like Danny was always this doormat for Catherine and like always there for her unapologetically. And it's like, we all knew that. Like, how are you just figuring it out that your relationship is toxic? Yeah. And so it's like, okay, I'm glad you're figuring it out. Um, and that you you're can understand away. why Catherine's confused. Yes, that like what's changed? No, this is kind of like Bethany and Carol, where it was like, this was the friendship. And like, then you started questioning it. And it's like, just stop. It was good when it was. That's how it was, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm happy for Danny that she's standing up for herself. Me but too. Like, we all 
knew no, what it was. I thought it was like weird, like how much of a doormat you were for the last five years. Yeah, but like also, why can't you try just like not being a doormat? That doesn't mean that you don't have to be friends with someone, but like maybe like standing up for yourself and like not taking shit mm-hmm. instead of just like writing off the friendship completely. Right. And you know, before the episode, um, they played last week's episode, like Secrets Revealed, where they put those incredibly stupid, irrelevant fun facts in a box on the left. And when they were talking about Danny, it said the dumbest thing. It was like, she really was mad that Catherine didn't reach out to her during the whole monkey emoji thing. Um, because she thought it meant that, like, you know, Danny's opinion on racism, like, didn't matter. It was just so stupid. And it's like, you can be mad at Catherine. Danny has a lot of things she can be mad at Catherine about. Like, their friendship really is unfair. But I'm not understanding, like, this hill you're dying on of, like, Catherine not reaching out to you. For as long as we've known Catherine, it's like, she never shows up. She never answers her phone. Like, that's who she is. She disappears for days at a time. So I don't think she was necessarily, like, not reaching out to you. But she only got mad when she found out that Catherine reached out to Leva. Yeah. Whereas, like, Leva is obviously, like, this really smart person who gave Catherine really good advice. Yeah. So I don't know why she's, like, so mad about her reaching out to Leva. Danny has a lot she could be mad at her for, but I don't know why this is the thing that, like, got her to this place. Yeah, I feel that. I, I, I don't see it either. Maybe next week they have another conversation in what looks to be a fabulous beach party. Yes. Um. So maybe we'll get more clarity around that. I'm actually really excited for that episode. And then it looks like Austin and Leva are Go fighting. at it on a boat, Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. I felt bad for Austin at the end of the episode because he just loves Madison so much. And like, aside from like being, you know, like a, a 11 year old, he's just never really done anything like bad. No, they're just a mismatch. And I think what Patricia said, which is what nobody focuses on, but really seems to be like the heart of the matter is that he's not ready to be a stepfather, yes. you know? And so we could talk about the fact, like everyone always makes it about like, he's not there in his business and right. he's not mature enough. But at the end of the day, all of those things come back to the fact that if he wants to be with Madison, he needs to be a, a parental figure yeah. and he's not ready to be that person. So That's true. I think that, that more needs to be made of that because making it about the other things just makes Austin feel like a piece of shit. And like and it's when he shallow. has to say in his confessionals, like I know I'm good enough for Madison. It's like, yeah, why is everyone just telling him straight up? Like you're not good enough for her. You're never going to be. Yeah. She needs to do better when it's like, he seems like a actually really decent person. I agree. Maybe he parties too much and maybe he lets like the show, he gets carried away yes. with the fame and the celebrity. And I think it's really hard not to, mm-hmm. especially like in a town like Charleston. So small. small and you know, it is, they're always, it's just too easy. It is what it is, yeah. Um, I think that everyone is super hard on him when he's when he has, like, a good heart. I agree. Um, and as what I said last week of, like, being obsessed with Madison and Pringle, I'm no longer there. Something about Pringle starting to bother no, like me. like, when he was, like, hitting on the bartender and then also, like, and, and talk to the guys, like, in front of her face, like, about how she's, like, a smoke show. Yeah. I just and thought that was... if you use the word smoke show, it's going to be a no for me. I, they just, the, the whole thing was, like, disrespectful. And it's like, oh, so you're just, like, obsessed with any Everyone. pretty girl that you see. It's not Madison. It's and just, like, her looks. I, I didn't pick up last week, or they didn't show the footage where he complimented her thighs. I didn't pick it up either. I thought he said eyes. And I think there's something deeply problematic, and, and I can't really get into it, but there's something deeply problematic about complimenting a woman's size. I'm sorry. Like, it's weird. And he's just starting to look so dirty. Like, take a shower. I, I, I'm, like, over him. Yeah. I don't ship him and Madison. No, me neither. Even if she does. Madison like, needs a businessman beau. It always comes back to that. It always comes back to it. We'll find Because she's one. the businessman girl. Business, business girl beau. Hmm, I've got to work on that one. <laughs> I'm she's a businesswoman special. Yes, yes. There you go. Oh, my God, that's so funny. By the way, I have been making so many cameos. Like, literally, it's the most fun thing ever. And it's just so interesting, like, what people gravitate to. Um, 
in terms of toasty lingo and everyone just asked for me to call like their best friend or their girlfriend beautiful stunning and smart oh that's so nice you yeah. guys are nice friends it's really sweet so book me on cameo thanks um other than that I thought it was a good episode and I was just like so weirded out that it all revolved around this party at Patricia's that she seemed to like not want to have like no one asked you to have it and why not invite the girls? No, it was weird. She's and like, it was raining. always keeping the gender separate. It's weird. It's She's like, just so old school and, and you were saying last week how Southern Charm has always been like this boys club and the puppeteer of Southern Charm is Patricia. She's the one who's made it this like boys club. She like enforces these traditional, sort of like traditional gender roles and I think She's not a good influence. I completely agree. Like, I'm just, I'm, every week I just feel like that's the, my takeaway. Yeah. It's the Patricia is weird shout. Yeah. And I think it's because, well, I think there's a number of reasons why she has such a big influence on the show. But I think one, like, because Whitney's an executive producer. Yeah. And I think he's taken himself out of the show because I think, like, when he put himself in it, People didn't like him, and I don't think he could take that. Yeah. So he was like, I'm going to remove myself, and, like, mom, people love you. Stay. You'll, be a big part of the show and also because of the house and like the Michael of it all and it's also fabulous they need that I don't know I just I think they're two separate shows on the count of three say your favorite Southern Charm cast member okay oh wait hold on oh I mean I have so many but okay three Um, ready okay three two one Craig Craig, yeah Yeah, I fucking love him yeah and And he's just out here giving everyone really good advice I thought that the conversation he had with Madison was like a really nice and not like it was a nice thing to do obviously if Austin like saw it he would be upset but it was in Austin's best interest and I think that Craig is a, is a good person. I agree. He is a good. I don't think he is. I agree. I, he's a nice boy. Yeah, I've never seen him like be intentionally mean to me someone. neither. And he's oh, he's been like railed on and made fun of more than anyone. Like even the fact that Shep named his dog Good Boy Craig, which is so rude. And then Craig, and then Shep walks around his house in a t shirt that says Craig is my lawyer. And like he just got so much shit for so long about the pillows and then the bar exam. And like now I just feel like he's in a good place. Like did you see on um. I guess they did it last week too, but I didn't see. But on Bravo, if you're watching on cable, on the left side, they had a little QR code that popped up. And it's like, you swipe this QR code to buy Craig's pillows. So his pillows are actually like legit. They're selling them on Shop by Bravo. He's on HSN. Like, Sewing Down South, he came on our show and they, he has like a huge partner, that guy, the Thomasville Company, which is like a Southern merch company. Like he's doing really well. He is doing really well. And, and I, I just didn't see that for him. Yeah. No, I'm proud of him. And I, I love to see. And I feel like even though the guys are still like always, you know, taunting him like there's less to taunt him about. and it doesn't get to him anymore he's yeah. like secure in himself yeah but i do still think shep naming his dog craig is like so so mean rude. yeah so mean um that's all we got for you guys anything you want to say before we wrap up the no. last show of the year thank you so much for if you've made it to the end of this episode thank you for everything we yeah love you guys we love doing the toast we hope we that love, it has brought you joy yeah in a really really hard year yeah and when you guys message us and like tell us what it's meant to you you know whether it's a commuter you're working um on the front lines and just the toast is a little companionship every day like that's why we do what we do yeah and it makes all the other stuff that comes along with it worth it honestly just to make one person's day a little easier a little brighter a little filled with laughter little steamy vibes like that's all we're trying to do here here. and i think it's so those vibes and make your days feel like a little more comforted and that's so important to remember like not you know we live in a really difficult world especially this year with so much going on and you know not everything is that serious. Like you and I, you and I wake up every day with the, just one goal of like making people smile. I know that a lot of people save the podcast like for their commute or for um, whatever. And that means a lot to us. And I think the fact that this is 
the toast has become so ingrained in people's routine and when we don't when we're not here like people miss it like that means so much to us and that's why we do it and we really hope that this year has been you know as easy as it could have been for everyone and that the toast was helpful in alleviating some of the pains of 2020 and hopefully when we see you guys on January 4th yeah, I think so. 2021, like, it's a brand new world. New world, who dis? No, no, you're setting too high expectations. No, I'm not. I'm not. No, you are. New world, who dis? We're just, we're going into 2021 with optimism, and we're excited to see you all there. And if you are feeling RDH, that this is the last show of the year, there is new content on oh, patreon.com yeah. slash morning toast. And we'll be putting out n- new episodes weekdays next week so that to fill that 10.30 a.m. Yes. void, yeah. you can head over to patreon.com slash toast. And when you sign up, you get access to our entire catalog. So that's like over 200 episodes. So there's really a lot of content for you during our little break. But yeah. I'm hesitant to wrap up. Is there anything we didn't say? I just, I really want to express the gratitude, Jackie, and I feel for everyone who tunes into this show. Like it really makes our day. And I hope it makes your day. Yeah. And to everyone who works on our show and all of our partners and at Audio Boom, everyone, we love you. Thank you for supporting the toast. Even when it wasn't easy. Yeah. And all of our TNN shows. Always you can head over there if you're looking for mm-hmm. some more content too. We just love everyone that we work with. We love everyone who listens we do. to the show and, and we love each other. Thanks Claude for another Oh my god, I love year. you. Are you going to touch me? Sure. Oh, the little... Ow. Oh, oh, God, sorry. I, I got a little rough, and I draw my Chewy Bar wrapper. I think it's time to wrap up. Okay. Love you guys so much. Thank you again for being Toasters. I hope you've enjoyed this wonderful year of shows. I think we did about, like, 230 shows. More. I think more. it's, like, more 260 plus, like, five Patreons at 12. That's, like, 72. No, so that's like about 300 episodes. Sense. Yeah. That's crazy. That's fucking scary. We should stop talking. No, and I can't believe we haven't run out of shit to talk about yet. That day is coming. Don't worry. No, no, but it really doesn't because like... The world turns. The world keeps turning and then there's just new stuff. We love you guys. Then we pick up a new hobby and there's new stuff, you know? Yeah, I'm definitely going to take up knitting again. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us the Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you have an amazing, amazing holiday season. Please stay safe. Merry Christmas to you and your families. Take some time off. It's been a hard year. And just enjoy and relax. We love you. Love you. Bye.